Warning, the views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of Clan Imperial Guard, Radio Link Net, or their sponsors. This show is intended for a mature audience only. Parental discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. You're listening to the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard and the Emperor's Court, powered by the Clan Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. Yeah, baby, that's the way I like it. All this energy calling me, back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude, it's back where it belongs. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard coming to be live from Cleveland, Ohio, tonight on a very special uh, actual time and day. I am joined in studio as is becoming frequent uh, by Adam Highlander, 1G Beaten. Adam, how the hell are you? And I'm doing quite fine. How are you today? I'm hanging in there. Uh, like I said, it is a special edition. I know this is a little unusual for most people. We tend not to do the show on Monday nights, especially on a holiday. And yes, I know it is last minute. We only announced it actually about four hours before showtime. Uh, for a variety of reasons, mainly because schedules conflict and this day and the other is going on. So... My apologies to that. Okay, a couple things we have on tap tonight. Uh, a couple things I want to get to. Obviously, we have the annual Oticon uh, uh, review of uh, what Mystic Mims and I's trip. I'm looking forward to hearing about that. I'm, I'm sure you are, being that you are in the business. You'd be interested to hear how... I don't know. Do you look at Oticon's competition or no? Did I look at Oticon's competition? Do you look at as competition? Um, Competition, the only ones that I really think are competition are the ones that are close to us the uh, time of the year, and also vicinity. For those of you who have not listened before, who do not know, Adam uh, is also the convention chairman of um, OhioCon, which is the first anime convention of every single year, and it's held in Columbus, Ohio. Indeed. O-H-A-Y-O-C-O-N. And when is it being held? January 6th through the 8th. Now, something has been brought up, and actually a schizophrenic brought it up. A couple of you have been asking me over the last week, because a couple of you were going to make the trip to come out and see me, because I was hopefully going to cast on there. However, the LAN party, or the LAN uh, part of the uh, convention that they had planned, isn't going to happen. Why? No, it's not going to happen. Well... To understand, uh, we were going to have it in the convention center part of the hotel complex. And when you're dealing with something like that, uh, there's a lot of cost involved. Uh, for example, we'd be paying $20 for every table that we use. You know, every kind of what you, you know, think it's like a 6x8 table or whatever you want to call it. Like the tables you see if you watch wrestling and people slam them through. Those tables. It cost us $20 a table. So when we're talking about a 1,000-person event and, uh, you know... You can only put uh, maybe one or two people on a table. At most because of, you know, the hard drive, the computer, and everything else. Uh-huh. It starts adding up and adding up. And really, it came down to whether, you know, 
things like that often are only like their own event. They don't they're not part of like something else like a convention. So people tend to just spend all their money on that. Well, we're spending our money on everything. So what we needed to do was to get sponsorship for the event, and we had some people lined up, but they couldn't deliver the amount of money that we wanted them to. Was it possible to do just a small... I mean, I'm, I'm only asking because I have no idea. This uh-huh. is not something we've discussed off the air, folks, so you're hearing the conversation as it plays out, exactly as it should, live. Anyways, was it possible to get part sponsorship? Like, maybe only have, like, say, half the tables or a quarter of the tables, or... Well, it's, it's, it's also... You have to look at it in terms of, of a budgetary and how much money are we going to get back from it kind of thing because it's a lot of money we're dumping into an event well, like that. I don't that. give a damn about you. I give a damn well, about, I give me, a damn about me. Because <laughs> if we don't pay the bill, then it's up to me to pay the bill. So, like I said, I don't give a damn stuff. <laughs> but um, anyway, what we had to look at, um, you know, for the amount of money putting into it, how many people would have to come right. in order to make it viable. And in order to make it viable, we needed to have X number of people and... Uh, for the space that we were going to put it in, because there's only so many places you can put a an event like that right. in there. Uh, you know, that particular room costs so much money, and the AV costs so much, and the tables cost so it much. It just wasn't cost effective. It just wasn't cost effective. I mean, we we could do it, but we would probably kill ourselves in the process. So then, this is something you're going to shoot for in the future, perhaps yes, next it's, year. Yes, it's definitely. We have a lot of things that we want to do in the future, but I, I can't tell you or anybody because uh, I'll guarantee you, people will steal them, and you'll see them in other conventions. But uh, yeah, it's definitely something that we steal really. Steal ideas, you mean? Oh yeah, steal the. Oh yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, people steal ideas all the time. This is freaking cutthroat, folks. They didn't steal a good idea though. No, they didn't. No, they haven't. Idea. Nobody's done that yet. <laughs> no, um, but no, we we have a lot of ideas that we've want to do. Um, but you know, like I said, I can't tell you because you'll see another convention steal it. I absolutely guarantee you. All right, so let's say cause I happen to know that quite a few people from different a variety of different companies, sites, that it, what have you, listen to the show, download it, and they listen to. Uh, I mean, they go to our affiliates and what have you. If a sponsor wanted to get in on this, how does that work? How do they contact you? Well, we had somebody else doing the contacting. It was uh, through our website. It wasn't me specifically. Okay. I have other lackeys that do my work for me and things like that. Lackeys. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to send this to each and every convention staffer you've got. Whatever. I got the word from you, buddy. Let me tell you. Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> so, so, I mean, so... But I have, should, I have, I have other contact? people. Well, like I said, it's, it's canceled. It's not even a matter of I'm us talking trying to... I'm talking 2007. If you wanted to do it in 2007? Yeah, I'm, tell- well, I, I'm telling you, people who had the possibility of sponsoring this, uh-huh. computer gaming companies, computer software companies, computer hardware companies, mm-hmm. you know, people with a lot of money that are just nuts, etc. They'd have to wait until after the 2006 event is over, because every I year see. there's always a shuffling of people who want to do different things, and we have elections, and we have people who want to do other things. So it would be a matter of first determining if we want to do the event, Secondly, who's going to run it? And then at that point, we can start talking about who needs to be contacted. Okay, so this is a conversation that we'll have, again, probably sometime in... Late January, February, yes, like in February. Okay, so after the convention is actually over. So that is out of the way. All right, well, then, you know, we'll we'll revisit that another time. Uh Uh-huh. Speaking of on the topic, I know, folks, that this is not normally what we discuss as far as on on this specific show in the Emperor's Court here. uh, But But I'm just special that way. Never interrupt <laughs> the main host. You are within striking distance of me. Since we're on the topic of weird stuff, uh-huh. and... anyways, uh, anime. 
Yes. It has nothing to do with video games. Yes, I know. But the question I'm going to put out to you listeners, and a lot of you will download this uh, show later since it is at a kind of an oddball time, you know, this being a Monday night. We don't normally do these on Mondays. The question I'm going to put to you, and I want to hear your feedback on onegeareborn.com, is this. If the network's to put an all-anime show, taking your questions, your comments, uh, you know, via IRC, via AIM, what have you, about everything there is to do about anime, the industry, what have you, perhaps even having guests... Is that something that you'd be willing to listen to, or is that a different kind of geekness that you don't care about, you don't give a damn about? It's been my experience that game players tend to also be, uh, quite a few of them are anime fans. Yeah, it seems to all kind of, every geek thing always seems to kind, kind of, of meld into each other, you know. To one anti-social, bio-ridden... Exactly. Star Wars-loving... Glump of crap. Star <laughs> Trek, Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, folks, if you are interested, I'd like to hear your feedback on onejuryborn.com. You can post it up in the audio forums or general forums or, hell, just drop me a line uh, individually. You guys can hit me up. Speaking of which, if you want to get in on the show tonight, you can hit us up on Instant Messenger. Uh, that's AOL Instant Messenger at EMP1G. Or you can meet us up in our IRC channel, which is devoid at the moment. But if you're interested, at uh, solidirc. No, it's irc.solidirc.com. It's a new one. Sorry, I'm still getting used to it. It's in Channel Clan 1G. Oh, God, this allergies are kicking my ass. You sound sick. Not sick, just my allergies. Ah. At any rate, okay, uh, the Otakon review, and I know you're interested in hearing about yes, this. Yes, I'm very interested because this was the first Otakon I had not attended in five years, I think. It was an experience. It was it was different. There were some good things. There were some really bad things. And there was, you know, a couple really cool things that I really enjoyed, that uh, Mystic Mim really enjoyed, and uh, some people we talked to uh, really liked. Um, we left, it was, uh, we went a day early. So you left on Wednesday. We we left on Wednesday. We actually got to... We went to Antietam on Wednesday. And uh, it was kind of cool because... And I I did not know this, but she had actually set me up. Antietam being the Civil War... The battlefield. Yeah, Civil War battlefield. Just in case there might be some people. We have a lot of international listeners. And Antietam was the site of a major battle American Civil Civil War War battle. It was probably almost the turning point because uh, if the Confederacy had won that battle, uh, there was a good chance that other countries might have recognized them. The Confederacy, especially what Britain and France. Oh, history lesson time. Don't ever say we don't educate our our listeners. But uh, it was a very important, it was the bloodiest one-day battle in American history. Yes. 40,000 men were either killed or wounded. You could so, have a whole show about that and about... Uh, a history about, show. About uh, Robert E. Lee's orders being duh, found duh. by the Union, which is why the Union technically won the battle, although it was a pretty pyrrhic they, victory yeah, they at best. sucked ass. They didn't bother... At any rate, folks, that's, yeah. that's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. At any rate, uh, we toured the battlefield, and we went to Harper's Ferry. We uh, looked at the armory on Wednesday. That was kind of cool. We actually stopped at this hotel called the uh, Hilltop Hotel. Uh-huh. And it's it's a 150-year-old, kind of like a castle. It's all stone. A castle in it's Maryland? Like, kind of like okay. a castle. Okay. And it sits on this ledge that juts out over the Shenandoah and the Potomac Rivers, and mm-hmm. they're on both sides. Okay. And then across from you is the Appalachian Mountains. Just Just huge. Fantastic view, very quiet. You know, the room had like a sitting room with a TV, and then he had the bedroom, then he had a giant. Oh, so you had like a suite then? That was a normal room. Oh, so they were all kind of Swedish then. They were kind of. None of them were (laughs) Swedish, but. This. We're off to a horrible start. Terrible puns. Damn. You're talking about being in a castle in Maryland. It's kind of like. Okay, anyway, calm, peaceful. Very nice, very relaxing. That was cool. Next day, we get up and go to Baltimore. 
very anticlimactic, yes, I know, but none of you give a damn about that part of the show or about that part of vacation unless something either dramatic or funny or disastrous happens, and unfortunately, everything went smoothly. It went on the battlefield, and orcs and warlocks were roaming the countryside. Well, last year we had some really funny stuff um, that we brought up during that Otakon trip, and, I mean, a couple, you know, crashes, a couple... uh, Folks, I just pulled my mic out. All right, so now it's fixed. Uh, At any rate, audio's out. No, it's not out. I pulled out the damn mic. Don't yeah. be alone. Sorry, my apologies. Da 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 da. I reached over to grab something. Anyways, uh, so we go to Baltimore, and we have to go Thursday because they do the pre-registration. And this year, they decided that they were going to cut was... it off right at twenty-one thousand people, or mm-hmm. twenty-two, or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, I heard twenty-three thousand. Whatever the number was was because they be. had they actually had two thousand at con registrations is what I was told. Well, they told well I, I thought they only had nineteen thousand pre register. So no, that, okay. whatever, whatever. Okay, whatever the reason was. Ninety five percent of the people went on there and registered online. So uh-huh. everybody starts showing up Thursday, and they said they're going to open up the doors at five p.m. and you can start getting your pre registration. Five p.m. Five p.m. Okay, now, so people have been waiting there since 5 a.m. probably. That's right. Yeah. Now, last year, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. So we roll up at like 5.30, and we're uh-huh. like, fuck this. The thing is all the way around the convention center. And we waited four and a half hours. It was almost 10 o'clock by the time we got our tickets last year. See, that's why I enjoy working the conventions. I think there's only maybe one convention I've ever had to be an attendee at and wait, actually wait in line for a badge. And wow. frankly, I thought it was horrible and a waste of my time, but... Uh, yeah, it's nice. When, when you work the convention, you, you automatically get your badge. I was going to so say, you, you just walk to, in and you're done. You just away. walk into the operations room and uh, give them your name, and then they give you your badge. And, and it's wonderful. Running. Well, this running. time, well, and we're thinking, all right, they've got to have more people work in the pre-registration because they've got, you know, everybody pre-registration online. They don't have to worry about people coming the next day. They what they should have done staff. was had it in multiple locations rather than one location. Well, That's what uh, I and I'll done. get to that. Uh-huh. Now, we're thinking by the time we get there, it's already wrapped all the way around the convention center. The entire convention center yeah, is now I could, back I looping the other way. Yeah. So Miriam, when we were in the Wyndham Hotel, which is where we stayed, was making friends with a bunch of other costumers. They were all chatting about the different costumes they'd made. Uh-huh. And she had made Baron a Gara costume. So only coming out of left channel. That's why the thing keeps coming up weird. Well, that explains a lot. For some reason, it kept on showing on my machine that our left is much higher than our right, and I don't know why that was, but that seems to make sense. Let me see if that was an issue. Thank you, Schizophrenic, for picking up on that. Anyway, so we head down there, 
and she's she makes friends with a couple people in the lobby, which actually helps us out because by the time we got our stuff done, and of course because of the Wyndham and where it's located, forever to get up six flights of stairs uh, to get anywhere because everyone's hogging all the elevators. Of course. So by the time we do get there, uh, as I try to figure out why we're only broadcasting on one channel, why is this this shit only happens when right before we go live? I've never understood that. It's because you're broadcasting on a Monday. It's got to be. On a holiday, no less. Yes, on a holiday Monday. Well, it's not your microphone. It's not my microphone. So what the hell is the issue? Divine intervention. No, we don't have a fader. I don't know. I have no clue what the issue is. Uh, Looking at all the different things. Everything should be set. At any rate... Folks, it's coming out of the left channel. You don't like it. Well, nothing I can do for you. I mean, it looks like the right channel's there. It's just really soft. It's just soft. not up. Yeah, it's not as loud. It should be even when it comes goes up there. So I see. Again, I don't understand what the dealio is. I don't have the time to screw with it. So Anywho. We're going on. So we're you're going go. up six flights of stairs. And we have to drag everything up there. So by the time we get down and go out to the convention center, uh, this these couple girls that she's been talking with I'm, uh, must have jumped in line with a bunch of friends. Uh-huh. So we're walking by and like, oh, Miriam, come over here and stay with us. So we jump in line, and I mean, we didn't get to cut that far ahead, but uh-huh. it was enough that it wasn't as bad. So we're sitting there, and we're still lapped all the way around, which is annoying, to say the least. Case of the Mondays. Shut up. I, so look, so we've got a case of the Mondays. I hate you, schizophrenic. So we're thinking, all right, it's going to be five, six, seven hours, because there's more people here than was last year when we were in line. Well... They open up the up, up the gates promptly at five o'clock, and they just start streaming people through the main gates. Okay. And they're just streaming, and they're just streaming. We're watching because we're right where you know the line is on the other side. Okay. Okay. So you got to go like all the way around. Right. Go, so okay. people just keep coming in, coming in, coming in, coming in. I'm like, what the hell? So it turns out when we finally get inside, we only had to wait an hour and a half. Huh. We're and it was like 90 degrees, so it was still very hot. But we right. got in, we got our thing, and that was it. And they had every single, even with the ones that they had set off the side for the next day for pre, for registration mm-hmm. at the gate. They had the Baltimore uh, Convention Center employees working it. They had their staffers working it. It was much smoother than it was last year. It was much better than it had been. That's good. I was, I mean, it started off on the right foot, which was nice. It was one thing. I, it was one thing that I was really worried about. One thing I was really annoyed. And let's be honest, when it's 90 degrees. Who wants to stay out in the uh, you know in the sun for yeah, five hours? Yeah, nobody does. Nobody does. And it was muggy and everything else. But this went very smoothly. We got in. We got our tickets. We got out. We didn't have to wait long. There wasn't a problem finding our registration. So we got it. We went across the street to Max's Bar and Grill. Had dinner, which I could never figure out because it's literally right across the street from the convention center, and it's always empty when there's not a team in town. That's nobody really from the convention center. Goes I've never there. eaten there either. I've always eaten at the uh, food court at the mall, which is right across from the we do uh, that Inner too. Harbor. Or uh, I've eaten at some of the restaurants in that mall. I don't. I don't know if it's called the Inner Harbor Mall or if it's just. It's a just mall. like a food court, right? Well, no, not the food court. I've, they've eaten in the restaurants that are there. There's, there's is that a, where the Burger King is. No, no, I'm talking about where the Pizzeria Uno is and the. Yeah, uh, that's where. Yeah. Yeah, but that that's not Burger King. It's like King upstairs. Or, well, that's, yeah, that's why I say it's not by the food court. Okay. Well, there. Yeah, that's across the skywalk all the way down. you got to go all the way down, the yeah. Is, right. And then I've also eaten at the uh, ESPN zone, which is further down. We went there, too. I was not impressed. It was TGI Fridays with sports memorabilia. And then I've gone even farther than that. If you go all the way down to where the ESPN zone is and turn left, 
and you walk about two blocks, there's a whole string of uh, bars and uh, nightclubs and things like that, which are really fun to do. Actually, uh, we did go to the Pizzeria Uno. Uh, that was a little later. I'll get uh-huh. to that. That's a, that's a story in and of itself. We'll get to that a little later. Um, so we went to the aquarium for us the Thursday, the giant aquarium that's mm-hmm. in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. That was kind of cool. It smelled like fish. We did that everything. All right, so Friday comes around. We go into the uh, to the convention. Very, you know, the staff is much friendlier than it was last year. I mean, let let's face it, they had some real assholes last year. Okay. For and I don't even know why, but they just it, in general they just had a bunch of jerks working the place. So I mean, th- there was stuff to do. We went to uh, the AMV contest, which was in main event. Was it main events? It was the main events at noon. And this is one thing I didn't get, and this is one thing that I kind of was a little perturbed about. When I actually got the list and I was looking at uh, the concert series, or not the concert, but the main events, because that's always the big thing we go to see. Okay. They have the AMV contest running at three different times in two days. Uh-huh. They have it at noon at main events. They had it again at 8 o'clock at main events. Mm-hmm. And they had it again in noon on a uh, smaller room on Saturday. Okay. I have no idea why. Usually they have something else going. I mean, usually the AMV contest is during main events at like eight o'clock or nine o'clock. It's one of the prime things. So you didn't understand why they did it. I can well, tell reason, you why. Well, I, the reason, gonna... well, I would assume is because they used they had a ton of people that go to see it. Right. Right. Well, that's not the case. Uh-huh. This time, they the first time we went on noon, it filled up about halfway. Okay. We went by there at I think it was eight o'clock or nine o'clock whenever it started on Friday night. Mm-hmm. They had maybe a hundred people in line. Hmm. Okay. Maybe. And then on Saturday we went by in the other panel, the small room, and it was half full. Well, it seems like they just didn't program it right, or they they anticipated it to be more popular than. And it you was. know what? It was. It. I thought it was one of the most popular things. It usually is. But and that's one thing that also disappointed was the AVs in and of themselves. Um, were very disappointing. I mean, uh-huh. usually they have you know really great ones, and the rest are good. This year was the good ones were the great ones and everything else sucked. Hmm, okay. Yeah, two or three that were decent. And well, maybe that's why. That was uh, it could be. Yeah. But that was and I would have thought that they would have had something else big running on a Monday or on the Friday nights for the main events. I mean, it, to me, it seems like they kind of diluted the importance of it by running it three different times. Well, Friday night usually traditionally is the um, the Otakon, uh MST3K thing. Yeah, well, they haven't. They don't do that anymore. They don't do that anymore. No, actually, I talked to the one of the guys, the older guy, the older gentleman who played uh, the evil doctor. And I, uh, unfortunately, I forget his name. I talk to him every year. Okay. It's kind of cool. So he actually recognizes me by by sight now. But um, talked to him a couple of years ago, and I asked him why they didn't do it anymore, and he said, "Well, it's because a couple of us got married, a bunch of people moved out of out of Baltimore, we're all scattered across the country, so we decided it wasn't really worth the effort anymore to do it because it'd probably be subpar, so we didn't bother." That's funny you mentioned that because uh, remember I was telling you about conventions stealing things from other conventions. Stealing ideas, yeah. There's a convention in Pittsburgh called Teco Shokan who did that exact thing like two years ago. Wow. The, the MST3K thing. And uh, it went off pretty badly. Um, not because they stole it. I mean, that probably didn't help. But uh, they the writing was they horrible. Didn't they, well. didn't, they didn't execute that very well. Well, I, I, I mean, that's one. Just, that was kind of disappointing because I always did enjoy that myself, and that's one of the things that I did hope to yeah, see. Yeah, that's that's always been their traditional Big Friday thing. So that wasn't there. Um, we went to see the fan subs, or not, or was it the uh, fan parodies? Okay. And, and this, I gotta say, and I, I don't know if any of you guys will listen to this who made this one, but they built up this stupid, what was it, Kaiju versus Final Fantasy Big Battles, what it was called. 
Kaiju Big Battle? Yeah. Yeah. Versus Final Fantasy. Now I'm thinking, all right, it must be the wrestler guys who dress up as the kaiju monsters mm-hmm. who do the wrestling thing, right? Yep. Yeah, well, it didn't happen. Two and a half hours into the show, they finally get to the end, and it barely, mainly consists of this one blonde guy who plays every single part, is in every single scene, has every single line, including the narration. Uh-huh. You know, something's supposed to be like... Titus from Final Fantasy X and whatever the hell the other guy was from Final Fantasy X too, and then he becomes a schizophrenic and they're chasing some guy with a cube on his head. Okay. I have never seen so many people get up and stream to the exit during a show. It does sound pretty bad. It was putrid. It was horrible. And it was a packed house to start off. Wow. The only thing that was funny for the... Uh, the fan parodies for that night was uh, they had this one made by a group in Cornell University called the DDR Club. Okay. And it was uh, there was all these Chinese kids, Chinese American kids. Uh huh. And I mean it was hysterical. That one I thought was really funny. They do stupid stunts and. Right. The funniest thing I've ever saw like that. Have you ever seen the gamers? No. That is, um, it's supposed to be like a D and D kind of spoof about five guys hanging around, you know, doing the the pen and paper. Oh. Role, you know, role playing thing. And uh, they they shifted over into like uh, you know their universe and usually when things like that happen they always you know I didn't mean to do that and well, I I always do something and it just it goes on for quite a while it's almost like an hour long but uh, that's how long this one was like two hours really long. really funny really and they funny do this stupid thing behind the fantasy and it was supposed to be where they sit down and people dress as character and they're supposed to talk about other people I mean the lines were horrible they had I I understand the effort that goes into it and far be it for me to bash you. But it's like I told Miriam, if I know that I can do better, by God, I'm going to criticize you. Yeah. Because I can do better and mm-hmm. have done better. Especially for a feature-length film, which they really hammered away at. It was, a, it was a feature-length? It was yeah, like it was an hour and a half? It was two hours. It was two hours. Two hours, two hours of that? Like one intermission. Good lord. By the way, folks, for those of you tuning in, this is the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard alongside Highlander of Clan Imperial Guard. Uh, he is the OhioCon Convention Chairman. That's me. This is the annual Otakon wrap-up of the uh, uh, Otakon show that I, or Otakon Convention that I went to with Mystic Mim. Uh, we'll be getting to a little later on. We have a couple gaming-related stuff, including um, some World of Warcraft talks and chatter. Finally did the Molten Core personally the other day. I have some thoughts on that. So we're probably going to a little after 7 o'clock tonight. And also, if we have enough time, it is very possible we'll do a Warcraft 3 replay of uh, recently myself and Arthros with Adam sitting along with me here. So that's very possible. You will see that on the site possibly t- uh, later tomorrow night once I get it uploaded, if we have the time. That should be interesting. Yes, it is, because I know a lot of you have been asking me, well, now that you're playing Warcraft, are you going to do some replays again? Because I know it's been over a year. So stop bugging me. I'm, I just might. <laughs> okay, moving on. Yeah. So that concluded Friday night. So, yeah, convention gets off to an okay start. I'm a little okay. disappointed because nothing major kind of happened to me. It kind of got diluted by the fact that the AMV contest was only during, you know, I mean, it was during three different times. Uh-huh. Sort of like, one major event, big deal. And to me, it's always fun. It's always, you know, funner for me when there's more people involved. Things always seem that may not seem oh, yeah. funny individually. Yeah. Seem hysterical with 5,000 other people. As someone who runs a convention, I can tell you, looking at it from the opposite point of view, you could probably say that there would have, you know, the, the thinking behind it, there would have been a lot of people pissed off because uh, they didn't go on Friday. They come only on Saturday for whatever reason. So they'd be like, well, we wanted to see the AMB contest, but we only show up on Saturday because I have a job and I have well, money, you know, blah, blah, the, blah, 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 They can always replay it later for people who want to go ahead and see it. I mean, well, that's what, they, that's what they try to do. That's fine, but you don't put it in main events at two different times and then you put it at the biggest panel you have at another time on Saturday. I mean, that's the same thing as saying, well, okay, well, we run the Masquerade on Friday. 
I didn't get to see the cosplay because I don't come till Saturday. Well, you know what? Then throw around the money, you cheap ass, and come Friday. And you know what? That excuse doesn't fly because they only sold three-day passes this year. Hmm, okay. There was no one-day passes. So, ah that, that goes out the window. There we go. At any rate, so Saturday comes around, and so we go to the dealer's room. The dealer's room was great. It was fantastic. It was one thing that really surprised me, and actually I have some footage of this of myself videotaping uh, as I walked along, because they had one section that was all industry this year. So you get all the free crap, and you get the people Oh, they, saying, they didn't split it free. up like they usually do? Oh, they did, they did split it up. They had all the industry on one side, and then they had all the dealers on the other side. Oh, okay. They so did So you that come through, and we go through all the dealer crap, because Miriam's grabbing every free piece of garbage she can. Right. Because she passes it out to all our friends and coworkers when we get home. So I we finally get into the dealer's room, and I shit you not, God is my witness, the first seven tables from left to right and in are all Yahweh, Hentai, Hentai. And Yuri. Whatever. For those who do not know, Yahweh is animated man-on-man Japanese porn. Yeah. Hentai is just your straight-laced animated porn. Mm -hmm. And then your Yuri is woman-on-woman animated porn. Yes. At every single booth with giant banners out there. You have no idea how popular that is. Their whole convention is dedicated to that alone. I've heard that in San Francisco they have a couple now. It just surprised me. And there are little kids up there looking at, I mean, you know, 14, 15 year old kids looking at this stuff. Now that should not have happened. That should not be happening. But you know the dealers are standing there. I saw one kid and I he could not have been more than 15. Uh Uh-huh. Picked up, I picked up a DVD and I'm not entirely sure it was Hente. However, it, it looked like tentacles and some girl who was chained to something. And bought it, and they didn't blink an eye. Hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, you should have told someone about that. Because I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Well, I do. You know, do I really want to well, play Nark or? I don't know what am I trying to say? Every dealer's room has some card. Like in our our contract, well, it's the first one if you're when going you first to, walk in. Oh no, I understand. Right. I'm just saying that uh, normally, what's supposed to happen uh, if you're going to have a dealer like that, and I don't think we're going to have dealers like that this year. But if you do have a dealer like that, they need to keep it away from little children. Like you have to go up and ask right. for it. You have to keep it in, in a spot where little kids but, can't I mean, have access to it. But, I mean, this is right out where you can just walk up, and it's just tables after tables after tables. And it was it surprised me. I think to myself, you know what? Is this really... I mean, it's bad enough, you know, trying to thank you, Schizophrenic, with its hot tentacle monster on schoolgirl action. Uh, you know, it's hard enough to try and explain to people what an anime fan is or what the hell anime is to begin with. Uh-huh. You know, and to me, it is embarrassing to me, being a fan of that, thinking, oh, Christ... How the hell am I going to explain this then to somebody who's walking by or some parent I'm who's taking his kids through there? Right up front, too. I, I would think they would have put it the, more toward the as back. As soon as you walk into the actual dealer's part of it, it well, is that's the not first good planning seven, on their part. But no, it wasn't. And you know what? It is weird because Miriam put it out to me, too. And usually Miriam keeps quiet on that kind of stuff. She doesn't. Uh-huh. But she's like, she comes up and she says, Does it seem like there's an awful lot of porn this year? I said. Yeah, I mean, it's right out there. I mean, they got huge banners. It's just Yahweh on the side of it. I mean, there uh-huh. is like... I understand where you're trying to, to, to capture something that's popular. Right. All right? Even if it is just a fad. Even if most of these people, which I'm sure, don't watch it or don't pay any attention when outside of the convention center, like, Yahweh, I'm going to be cool. I'm a lemming. As Schizophrenic says, nature's retard. Right. Lemming. But I was a little put off by it. I was a little pissed. I'm like... Eh. How, how do you know what kind of kids? I mean, this kid's buying stuff. I saw a couple parents walk up, you know, with their kids, because you always got a bunch of kids there, and a couple of these two little 10-year-olds, and they're dressed up as Ham, Hamutaro or okay. the hamsters. Yes. And they're looking at the stuff, and, you know, the kids turn around, they got huge, like, saucer eyes, and they walk away, and the parents just shaking their head. I'm like, this is a horrible reputation. You think they're going to let their kids go next year? Hell no. I, I was just very proud I don't know what to say. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you're not going to get rid of it. 
but uh, they needed to probably place it farther back or you know what, it's just, to have someone uh, watching that. It just surprised me that it's become as prolific as it has so quickly. Well, it's it's always been there. You just probably just haven't noticed. Or probably um, it wasn't as popular. I mean, usually you don't. Well, especially in events, you get people you know yelling Yahweh with stupid little signs. And it's not so much or, that. It's that anime in general has become more popular, and as a result of that, that particular style of anime has become more popular as well. You know, as as, me, as you get a bad. larger me, population, I think, I think it's just it's it's something that's you know a taboo thing that it's just popular to know about, even if you you know don't. Watch uh, it I'm going to have to disagree with you on okay, that. Okay, well one. I don't care. Because Moving if on. you know if Who's you're going to look at it from Who's that show? one, mute your mic. Nope. That's right. Nope. Nope. Can't, this isn't the nope, sports nope. show where I don't have to listen to Eric bitch me tell me I'm <laughs> stupid about sports. Well, okay. Well, you know what? You do have more experience in this than I do. You know, being the Yahweh fan that you are, so I will take your learned experience. Uh, yeah. Uh, Porn's in porn. This. It's not going to go anywhere. But it, but a convention center that's catered for families. I mean, that's what Otakon says it is. What's well, the convention for otaku, otaku generation? Otaku generation, right? Yeah. But it's and it even says in there, you know, you can't have weapons, you can't have skimpy outfits, you can't have this, that, and the other because mm-hmm. it is, and I quote, a family atmosphere. True. Well, I don't know. I don't think about packing up the kids. Let's go down to the Yahweh store, kids. It's a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's one thing about. I, I tell you what, if it wasn't there, you'd hear a lot of people bitching and complaining about it. You I, hear a lot of people bitching and complaining I about it, anyways. Get you a dollar, bet you a dollar. Okay. Well, you know, I'm, I won't do that bit. I, I bet you're right. And it was the Saturday rolls around. Uh. By and large, there wasn't a whole lot to do Saturday. We went to the dealer's room. We went to, I, my God, I can't remember what the hell we did Saturday afternoon. I know we went back like 4 o'clock and took a nap because there wasn't anything going on that was, you know, that vital to me. I tell you what was kind of, what was kind of. How was the game room? You know what went down there? It was kind of, it was packed. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people, you know what, they had like 10 computers off to the side for LAN. And, you know, I tried to talk to a couple people about what they were playing. I mean, it's like, you weren't even there. They can't hear you. That's usually how they go. Hey, that's a pretty cool game. Silence. Wow, Counter Strike, that's cool. Silence. Hey, dude, look out for the sniper above you. Silence, dead. <laughs> Told you. And I walk away. I mean, I saw the Naruto fighting game. That was kind of cool. I hadn't seen that before. Yeah, that's pretty they cool. They had the giant, um, giant uh, projector screens for the Halo tournaments. That's and cool. I, I, how, I, many, I, how, how many of those did they have? They had three 64-man tournaments running when I was there. They had four projectors facing off against each other. Oh, okay. I tell you, the one thing they didn't have that surprised me, didn't have a lot of, uh-huh. they only had two TVs for DDR. That was it. They didn't have any projectors? Nope. Did they have any machines? Nope. That's kind of strange. It was it stunned me. I'm surprised. As popular as that thing's supposed to be, there was not that it many is. people. Yeah, I was I was a little surprised by that. That's kind of weird. All right, so there was that going on. Um, the game was was you know, fairly... Uh-huh. It, was, it was large, it was packed, it was, it was busy. Right. So Saturday afternoon rolls around Saturday evening, and uh, we had swung by the Artist Alley. Now, there was a guy that we had met last year um, when we went to Otakon. It was one of the highlights of the thing. I think some of you remember. Uh, there was this guy who uh, plays piano. His name is Piano Squall. Right. A couple of you have seen. I actually did an interview uh, later Saturday evening with him. You can find that on the website at com. And we had gone to the Artist Alley because that's where, uh, I think, uh, Michael Gluck is his name, and that's where uh, Piano Squall was. That is his name, yeah. Yes, it is. So we went, and uh, it was kind of funny because he had just started setting up at the time. It was Saturday afternoon, actually, when we saw him. And we got to talk to him, and we set up the interview for later that evening. And one thing that kind of surprised me um, was that he had decided on his website at pianosquall.com that he wanted all the different four members that were coming to uh, Oticon to go ahead and come up.
Anyway, so he said, you know, everybody who's on the forums, go ahead and meet me up in the artist alley on Saturday evening, and I will go out and take everybody out for pizza. Okay. So I'm, I'm like, all right, who the hell does this? So we actually show up on Saturday evening, and there's got to be 30 people there. At least. I'm like, God, and these are all four members? And, of course, he starts, you know, shaking everybody's hand, and I hear him reading off their four names. You know, I'm this person, I'm that person, I'm this person. I'm like, damn. So, I mean, there's quite a few people there. So he says, all right, let's go across the street, and we'll have some pizza. Uh-huh. So he gets everybody together, and he gets this this flag, and he starts traipsing this huge line of 30 people. And I've got footage of this, and I will... I'll put it on the uh, website later, but he, you know, we start training through the, uh, you know, undersides of the Baltimore Convention Center. Uh-huh. And, I mean, the staff are looking, I was like, what the hell is going on? And the Baltimore Convention staff, not the Otakon staff, because they don't give, you know, they don't care. Right, right. So, we go through all the undersides, we go up to the green room, then we walk all the way back up, take the elevators up, and we go outside, across the street to uh, Uno, uh, mm-hmm. the pizzeria, and then uh-huh. we get the pizzas there, and we go outside, and, and we have pizza, and there's 30 people eating giant pieces of pizza. Like, this is fantastic. None of the other guests are doing this. And he was a guest at Otakon this year, and he had a concert on Sunday, which we had planned on going to. Right. Except this one, unlike you know last year, was going to be in main events. Mm-hmm. So we decided we're going to do the interview later uh, that night. So we eat the pizza, and then we decide we're going to go back and do the interview. And we sneak ourselves into the press box, because apparently, since I didn't have an official press pass, I wasn't allowed to give the interview. But they gave us the okay, so we went and we did the interview. Okay. Now, I had originally expected this to be five, ten minutes. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, it kind of blew up in my face right from the beginning because sitting at my door at home, in front of my front door, was my attache case with all my questions and Miriam's tripod. I see. So we had the jury rig something. So it goes from a five-minute interview to 30 minutes. Cool. It is a great interview. If anybody who, who can, uh, download it at onejuryborn.com. It's a fantastic interview about everything in, in general about what he does, the music he plays, what have you. So that I mean that's cool and it, you know we got to meet his girlfriend she's very nice they were you know very accommodating just great people uh-huh. so we end the we end that we go downstairs and we go to the masquerade and this is something that you know I want to go to every year and so does Marion because she likes to compare costumes to what okay. she does right we walk in uh-huh. after an hour after it started it was bolted to go from eight till midnight right we walk in a little after nine mm-hmm. the place is three quarters full of okay. main events. And as we're walking in, there's people getting up and leaving, getting up and leaving, getting up and leaving. I'm just like, this shit doesn't happen. It's the cosplay. This is what everybody goes to. This is supposed to be the thing that conventions are built around. I remember that staff meeting, and I remember when we brought up that topic of ours. Well, people only come for the cosplay. Well, if that was the case, they sure as hell weren't staying for the cosplay because it was three-quarters full and people leaving. And they were on entry like 30 when we got there. There was 54 entries. Okay. And that was it. Wow. And these kids were horrible. They're absolutely... I mean, there was, a, there was one lady who came up, and she was dressed as... I have no idea what the hell it was, but it was some very elaborate... looks like a like a 1800s-type dress with a big hat on, and she sang a song in Japanese, mm-hmm. and that was great. Oh, that's another thing I forgot. Hang on. Backtrack. Time okay. warp. Friday night. The other thing they had was supposed to be an otaku idol contest. Yes, I know what you're. I know what that is. Yeah. Blew up. Nobody showed up. It was terrible. Nobody showed Nobody up. Nobody showed up. There was no otaku idol contest. That that pissed me off. How an strange. hour later, they well, had it was supposed to have an otaku idol uh, concert. Right. Where they had the variety of different people sing. Uh huh. Fine. I go in there with like maybe a hundred other people. Okay. In main events, so only like the first five rows and the first section are there for the concert. Okay. It was like five people that rotated songs. 
including you might remember I don't know know if you remember Jeff who was the one who used to own uh, uh, Shooting Star Professional Wrestling okay the ones that used to give us the wrestling yeah, that we were shows yeah. in he yeah. was there he was there he was there every year and so he's, he's up singing? there singing I guess anime and singing is a big, big thing he likes J-pop okay so him and this girl named Erin got up there and and uh, uh, another girl named uh, Tiffany and a couple other people who are utterly forgettable but if it wasn't for this this girl named Aaron and this girl named Tiffany, there was really no point to go. And they sang like a dozen songs, lasted like 45 minutes, and that was it. Uh-huh. So that was a huge disappointment, because that was you know, two things that we had marked off on main events we wanted to go see. Uh-huh. And it was on Friday nights, we thought it was important. So that right, sucked. Right, right, right. You know, other than those couple songs. So the masquerade gets done and over with by 10-10. Two hours early. 54 entries. That was it. Is well, 54 is, well, 54 is a lot of entries. Most conventions cut them off. Odecon usually has 100 or more. I mean, you had four hours bulleted to this. Right, right, right. That tells me you had a hell of a lot less entries than you were expecting. Either that or they ran the, the uh, cosplay smoothly and there were no uh, hold-ups or hang-ups or anything like that. Well, there were no hold-ups or hang-ups last year, and this thing still ran four hours. <laughs> and they'd have one group go up, do their skit, go off. One group come up, do their skit, go off, etc. I mean, the train where they bring everybody by to show their costumes at the end of it, the, uh-huh. whatever the hell that was, the actual masquerade part. That would have been the costume contest part of it. Well, they just go up, they show the costume, they walk off. Yes. I mean, that took 20 minutes, and that was all. I mean, the whole thing was done over the 10.30. Wow. So that was disappointing. How long so, was the judging? What judging? How the hell do I know? There was no judging. It was like... Oh, there, are, there's always judging. Okay, well, if there are judges, I didn't hear about Remember, we came an hour late, so if they Well, the not, judging would have been at the end. They would have gone through the whole thing. Well, then there would have been an intermission where the judging takes place. No, nope, Then, then they would have came back and they would have uh, given out the awards. And I know there are awards. The awards, I believe, were handed out actually at closing ceremonies. Hmm, okay. So they said, well, that's it. See you next year. And that was it. Everybody streamed out. Well, that might have, that might also account for some of the time, too, because usually there's a intermission where there's judging. An hour and a half of, of, of time, though? I've seen where, not an hour and a half, I've seen where it takes up to an hour for some So, at this point, I mean, at this point, Miriam and I are very disappointed the way the convention's gone. There hasn't been a whole lot there to justify driving six and a half hours and spending that kind of money, uh-huh. I guess. I mean, other than as a vacation. Right. And, folks, yes, we're getting to the World of Warcraft part, we're getting to the game part, shut up, we're going to go at my pace. Anyway. So, we get to Sunday, now it rolls around. Also, Saturday they had a Japanese guest, uh, some Japanese J-pop thing called Indigo. Yeah. All right. They put them in a room at the very back part of the convention center. Uh Uh-huh. Don't ask me why. You'd think if they're bringing over a J-pop star, even if it's not a very big one, you'd think you'd want to give it a little bit of press play or something. No. Nothing. Nothing. So they had a couple hundred people. Speaking of that, that did did you hear anything about how the uh, Puffy Amiyumi thing went? Yeah. They showed up for a couple autographs and that was it. Yeah, that's all they were supposed to. They weren't even actually technically guests of the convention. They were there uh, from what I understand, in New York to pimp out a album. Well, or they were in like Washington that. for a concert on Sunday. Yeah, that's right. They were um, in their I way down. I believe they showed up and did their their autograph and that was it. I, I don't know. I didn't go. Oh, okay. I don't know what dick about J pop. I don't care. I, I, I really don't. Well, but they have a show on Cartoon Network. That's the only reason I ask. That's cool. Great for them. I still don't care. But in all honesty, I did not go. I, I have no idea. I assume they went well. Okay. So on Sunday rolls around, and they had a, a J-pop star that was supposed to perform in front of the Piano Squall concert at like 11, p- 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. Now, again, to me, common sense says on a Sunday when most people, it's like the bitch child of the convention. I mean, no one's going anywhere on a Sunday because everyone's packing up and leaving or getting out of their hotel. Right. Especially 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. Again, you have a J-pop star you brought over from Japan. You'd think you'd want to give them a little more, you know, I don't know, prime time slot or at least right. more convenient time. Mm-hmm. They didn't. And we had heard rumors that she wasn't even there. 
Huh. So okay. we show up, and there's like 50 people. So we walk in, and we sit on the side, because we had actually arrived early for the Piano Squall concert. Because we're you know, which takes place before or after? After. It takes place at 1 o'clock. So it's supposed to be that, and then like a 20 minute intermission, and then the Piano Squall concert. So we're thinking there's going to be a lot of people there for the Piano Squall. So we get there, we get in line, and we're waiting. And we start to go in for the concert. We sit down, we watch the Japanese guest, and. Yes, I know about the microphone. Sorry, I had a phone call. God, this has been this has been like the most interrupted show that we've had in forever. I uh, my apologies. Anyway, so let's get through this because I have a couple things I want to. Uh, I know you want to get to a couple uh, uh, games you played uh, recently as well. So a couple different things. Okay. What you were gonna say something? No, I said okay. Okay, fine. Keep going. Anyway, so Sunday rolls around. We would do that, and we're in. Uh, right. I'm getting lined for the piano squall concert, and I duck my head out, and there's quite a few people showing up. Now, mm-hmm. keep in mind. Every single main event I've gone to so far on Friday night was a bomb because either the contest didn't take place or there was nobody there. Right, there was like 100 right. people there for the other contest. So, so this was at main events then? This is main events. Okay. All right. Friday night for the AMB contest, they filled up maybe half of it. Okay. Okay. Uh, Saturday night for the cosplay, we walk in. It's maybe three quarters full, which is surprising, with people screaming, getting up and leaving the entire time. By the time the concert en- or the uh, masquerade ended, I'm guessing it was probably down around half. Okay. Which is amazing to me, but all right. So at this point, I'm not thinking a whole lot. Obviously, main events is not very popular this year. So we get there. We actually got front row uh, seats. We we went up there and uh, we got to sit next to uh, Piano Squall's girlfriend, uh, okay. D. Very nice uh, girl, and she had the uh, she had a microphone on. And apparently, this year they had uh, video clips of different games that would play in conjunction with the music that he's playing at the time. Okay. So he started playing game and anime music. Uh, that's how he does at the concert. So, you know, she's sitting there with the mic, and she would be cueing somebody backstage. Mm-hmm. So we're, you know, getting footage on the camera. We've got that. We'll be putting up it uh, on the site a little later. So um, the concert comes in, or starts, and I, I stick my head up because I just want to see. I'm kind of you know, curious what's going on. And the first three sections at the time are full. Okay. I don't know how many that is. A thousand people, thereabouts? Um, the room main events, if it hasn't changed, the room holds about four thousand people. Forty five hundred people, right? So it's the first three sections: the two in front of the big of the two side projectors, uh-huh. and the one right in the middle of the. So main about projector. like a third full, then you'd say. Yeah, about okay. that. Okay. So there's that, and you know he gets up, introduces, and he introduces you know uh, each song. He's got a you know a select section. You know uh, he does three or four anime and and game songs that were kind of you know upbeat, get people into it, uh-huh. and then he does like little slower songs. Then he does like sad songs. Okay. And during the sad one, they actually had somebody come up. I think it was during the Eris theme, and some guy proposed to some girl. Okay. You know, in front of everybody. So I, I mean, that was a little unusual, but it was uh-huh. very popular. Everybody loved it. Okay. And at this point, I stick my head up and I look back, and it's half full now. Huh. It's like wow. six sections are now full. Uh-huh. And things are getting louder. I'm like, oh, okay. This, and they got the door open. I look in the back, and people are just streaming through. So I don't know, because I mean, 
unlike other concerts, this one people are actually clapping or stamping their feet in tune with the music. Maybe because it's songs that they recognize. Maybe it's in a language they understand. I don't know. Because okay. the J-pop songs are just kind of like, yeah, 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 it was great, fantastic. Uh-huh. You know, they were really into this one. So then they get to the end, and they, he plays like uh, the Mario rag and... You know, The Legend of Zelda, the Final Fantasy theme, what have you. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, people are on their feet. They're screaming. They're throwing shit. I mean, the concert comes to a grinding halt because he has to keep interrupting or being interrupted every time he tries to explain something by people shouting something or people trying to, you know, get up to the front. It was, it was amazing. It was wow. A shitload of people. Okay. So by the end of the concert, when it's done and over with, you know, I look back and it's three quarters full. There had to be at least 3,000 people there, if not. Wow. Biggest crowd I saw so far in main events. That's kind of frightening. On a at 1 p.m. on a Sunday, no less. On a Sunday. And from what I understand, he was a fill-in guest. It was a fantastic concert. I loved it. It was great. Wow. And that's amazing. I'm I'm hoping that they use some common sense and instead of doing some some stupid otaku idol contest like next year, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they'll bring him back and plug him in on a Friday night. I guarantee you'll you'll fill up the place on a Friday night because there's nothing else going on. Right. That, right. that was the biggest bitch I had about Otakon this year, and, and one thing that might cause me from going next season or next year uh-huh. is there just wasn't enough to do. I mean, oh, but there's panels. I went to the A and B panel, and you know, and it pissed me off because I said, "Well, we're not here to really go into any of the effects or anything. We're just here to answer basic questions." Which basically came down to, "What is your pet peeve on on AMVs? What is it you like to see people do and don't do?" Okay, it sucked. It was so okay. What what would you like to see at an anime convention? Then what what panels would you go to see? Allow me to finish. Okay. Actually, it's a great question. So at the end, he goes up there, and, and uh, Piano Squall says, I'd like to you know, shake everybody's hand and meet every single one of you, and I'll sign every poster, and uh, I'll be down at the front table here after the concert for anybody who wants to. A surge of humanity comes to the front. I uh-huh. mean, everybody goes out of the seat and runs to the front. I, I'm like, what the hell? It, it, get in line or something. No, everybody just crushes to the front. We're in the front row right at the table where he's going to be, so we can't get out. Right. So Miriam and I had to climb over five sets of uh, chairs to get out the back. From what I talked to him later, actually, I caught him later, and apparently he was there until 4.30. He was there for two hours after the concert, shook every last person's hand. Wow. Missed his flight, they had to rebook it. I mean, that kind of fan interaction, that kind of fan response is something that I hope, you know, it doesn't go unnoticed by Otakon or anybody else for that matter. No, no. Didn't go unnoticed by me. So, you know, I don't know if you already have your thing set for for your convention, but uh-huh. to me, Otakon, and to me, it kind of pissed me off that they shoved him on a Sunday and made events like, uh, just throw them in here and that'll do. Well, that's something traditionally that Otakon does. They they value the Japanese guests far, far more than you know any what? of the American if they, guests. If they yeah. value the Japanese guests so damn much, then why the hell they put Indigo in the back room on the other side of the convention center that nobody goes to? That's the $64,000 question. And then they put the other J-pop star at 11 a.m. on a Sunday and Don't made know. events. Well, Don't know. And no one knew that she was there. Huh. Literally, literally, there was 100 people there. Maybe. It was very disappointing. That is very... It's it's kind of strange. All right, and the question is, what do I want to see at an anime convention? Yeah, because honestly, a lot of people, like even at, at my convention, most of the panels, they're not really that sparsely populated. Um, most people go just to hang out. That seems to be the number one reason to go. To me, I like... Uh, I remember... I don't remember if you know, and I don't remember the anime, the anime. Remember when we did the voiceover, the guest voiceover, where they were showing how an anime is made, and they brought people up, and you could recite a line yeah. to the anime? That was funny. Okay. Uh, the one they had at Ohio kind of a couple years ago, the fan, or where they made fun of the worst animes ever. Uh huh. And they, you know, the one that from like Titanic that they showed and they they ripped on it. Right, right. That to me was funny. Okay. You know the AMV contest I liked. I liked the Mr. Science three or three thousand. I'm not saying that you have to do that, but mm-hmm. something along those lines, something that's a little theatrical production to me that's entertaining. 
I like to see something done more with the gaming. I think you guys had the right idea as far as land goes. Right. Especially with somebody as big as Otakon. I mean, there was plenty of space in the game room that was not used even at Otakon. Uh-huh. And that huge, gigantic room. I'd love to see something like that. Because, I mean, there isn't a gigantic land in the States. Everything in that is overseas. Mm-hmm. In Europe, especially in South Korea. I would like to see something like that in the United States. To me, okay. that would... At least it would draw me. Right, right. That, to me, would be entertaining. I mean, things like that, things that, to me, are, again, theatrically entertaining, where I can go there, I can enjoy it, perhaps interact some way. Uh-huh. You know, I, I don't... To me, personally, I don't care to hear what the Japanese voice actor of insert enemy here has to think about do, doing a voice. Okay. I mean, most of them don't care. It's a job. And then they move on to the next job. Uh-huh. The, it's the same thing with American voice actors. I, I don't care. Tiffany Grant may be the nicest chick in the world. I, I don't give a damn. Okay. Congratulations. You, you're the voice So you actor. want, like, like performances to go see. That that would be something that you want. Or, like I said, or AMVs. Or, I mean, the cosplay to me is entertaining. The little skits they put up there. Uh-huh. You know, but not for an hour and a half and then it's done and over with. It was just, you know... Hmm, uh, to okay. me, it felt lacking. I mean, the last couple of Otakons we've been to, something was always going on. I mean, you had to wait in line in main events for hours to get into the damn thing, and then it was worth it. This mm-hmm. year, I don't think we waited in line more than 20 minutes. And we That's really strange, because they had so many people. But uh, I don't know where the hell they were. You went. know, like I said, I wasn't there, so I can't really... The other thing really... is, they didn't allow people... Or I don't know if they allowed it or if it just didn't happen, but there were very few picture-taking. Not a lot of And there was near as many people dressed up this year as there normally is. By Not by far. Even, I mean, even Miriam noticed it. Hmm. And yeah, I don't know. I you've you've got me in a pickle. So I, don't know. I, I mean, those yeah. are my impressions of the convention. By and large, uh-huh. I, I'd say the piano school concert and the uh, uh, and I guess the AV contest were like the highlights of the of the convention. Okay. Now the the question is, is that enough to bring me all the way back to Otakon next year? No, probably not. Because I mean, I know if I want to go see a piano school concert and it's worth going, uh-huh. I, I know there's going to be a, a, a conventions locally that I would rather go to right, if right, I want right. to see well, that one specific thing. Uh-huh. But to drive six hours, I expect at Otakon to be more to draw me than just one event. Hmm, okay. Especially for as difficult it is for me right. to go on vacation to begin right, with. Right, right. So there's that. Now, see, for me, I have friends that I usually only see at Otakon. So I have that additional reason to want to go. For for me, I've, I've never right. really gone to any convention for... What's going on at the convention? Us, yeah, for what's going on at the convention. For me, it's almost like a like a weekend party. Like you go and like you know, I I think of it almost as like a like the con, and the con just happens to move from city to city. Like it's in Columbus, and then it's it'll like be in an Baltimore, thing. It's just and then there. it'll be in Atlanta, and then it'll be in Denver, and it just kind of moves around. And if you go to enough of them, you start seeing the same people, people again and again. again. And that's the reason why I go. So you have the ability to travel like that. I unfortunately do not. Right. Although I mean that is something I would probably do. So, I mean, uh, for those who are interested, you can download the Piano School interview that I did with them. It was a half hour, uh, one-on-one. It's on video. I broke it up into three parts, so it's easier for people to download. It's at onejureborn.com. Go ahead and check it out. All right, now on to the gaming aspect of the show. Unfortunately, we're running low on time. My apologies, folks, but I did warn you that this show is going to be about the normal, uh, the yearly wrap-up of the vacation, the Otakon review. Because I, I do, we do have a lot of listeners who are, one, anime fans, and two, convention goers. So there's always that. And there was a lot of interest the last couple of years that I've done the rundown. Very true. Now, you've picked up a couple games recently. What did you pick yeah, up? Yeah, uh, I wish I could say. Well, actually, no, I take that back. I did pick up one computer game. I did manage to do well, that. Well, even a console game. It could be console The games. console game? Well, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to mention the console game. Too. I picked well, for the PC. I picked up uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, which is what is that? I think it's based off the Unreal Engine. Uh, it's a first so they person made a video game about a live action role playing game. Yeah, actually, that's the, it's the second one. The first one was called Redemption, 
but right. uh, the second one is Bloodlines, and it's uh, it's either it can I can go in between first person and third person, but it's an RPG. Okay. And you walk around and you have your character, and it's just like an RPG, what you would think of. Only it's uh, real time fighting. It's not turn based. That would be the only difference. Oh, okay. Uh, and then the other two console games I got, I actually had them a while ago, and I traded them in because I had played them and beat them a long time ago. And apparently uh, they're hard to get or they're collector's items or something, so I, I picked them up again. Uh, I picked up uh, for PlayStation 2 Fatal Frame and Fatal Frame 2, which, in my opinion, are the two scariest games I've ever played in my entire life. So I remember we used to uh, speak very highly of Clock Tower and how scary that yeah, was. Yeah, Clock Tower is good, too. Clock Tower, I, we're going to talk about that. Clock Tower is an interesting idea. It's not executed totally as well. I mean, you can probably pick it up nowadays and you'd be like, holy cow, that's horrible graphics. Right. But uh, the, the concept of Clock Tower is very interesting. Did you ever play the sequels? I know they made sequels. Too. I I didn't play Clock Tower 2, but I owned Clock Tower 3. And by then, the company that made Clock Tower, which was, I think, Human Entertainment, right. went under. And Clock Tower 3 was done by Capcom. And it was done a little differently. It was a different spin on it. But uh, the basic format of it was the same in that you're someone who's trying to run away from a serial killer. And there's really no way, there's no like fighting per se. There's no like you know like you're gonna get your sword and no you have to run just and hide. run and hide the whole like trip. like a horror movie right it was exactly like a horror movie like you're like in the first chapter of Clock Tower you're in this um, university building right and the doors are locked and you're trying to find a way out but the problem is the killer is wandering around too so at certain intervals the killer will show up and you have to either hide in a place where he won't find you or maybe you can like throw like a potted plant at him to distract him while you run away or Try and get on an elevator to go to a different floor. Anything you can do just to get away from him because I mean, so it was still entertaining. It was entertaining. Clock Tower Two was okay. Um, Clock Tower Two is tough because, um, what am I trying to think of? Oh, the the way the story is set up, um, it won't. Uh, you'll just kind of keep going, and then it'll it'll end, and it won't give you the good ending, and it won't. There won't be any discernible reason why you didn't get the good ending. It just there's, won't happen. It just won't happen. There, there's a certain point in the game where you have to make your decision, and if you make one certain decision, you can't like beat the game. You can't like get the good ending. And that it doesn't. Sucks. There's no like you know. There's no there's like no build up to it. Like chance. this okay. is the part where you must. No, it just kind of it's just arbitrary. Happens. Yeah, it just happens. Uh, Mechawk says, "Isn't Hunter the Reckoning also in the game series of Vampire the Masquerade?" Yeah, it is. Yeah, Hunter is the human versions, like Vampire Hunters and things like that. Oh, I see. Yeah, Vamp- yeah, I, I would recommend Bloodlines. It's pretty good. You gotta have to have a pretty powerful computer to play it, but uh, it's not bad if you like the kind of scary. There's one particular part in Folks, Bloodlines. Folks, you playing is... World of Warcraft in your computers, you don't have to worry about <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but uh, there's one particular part in Bloodlines where you have to uh, go and uh, unhaunt a house. Actually, it's a it's a hotel actually, and uh, you go in and uh, it's pretty atmospheric, kind of kind of spooky that way. Interesting. Yeah, but anyway, like I was saying, that the two scariest games I've ever played: Fatal Frame and Fatal Frame Two, without a doubt. Without a doubt, pretty freaky, scary. Stuff. I think the scariest game that I've played in recent memory has been Doom Three. Doom Three is pretty scary. And I play, now keep in mind, I've got a, a giant uh, surround sound system here with a subwoofer that's uh-huh. three quarters of the size of my tower. So you know, and when I picked it up, it was I mean I'd play it at night. When you know everybody was out of the house, and you know walking along, all of a sudden, this shit jumps out at you. Yeah, scare the hell out of me. Yeah, there, there's a lot of that in in Fatal Frame. It was fun. Obviously, I bought the game for the for the multiplayer aspect. Right, right. Going back to World Quake days, but right. which it did not have. However, to me, it got very boring, and this and this is kind of leading into what I was going on to next. 
Um, after a while, the game got pretty you know repetitive. Uh huh. Yeah, the stuff keeps jumping out at me. I know when nothing's jumped out at me yet for a while. Right. I'm going around a corner. That's dark. Mm-hmm. I figure something's gonna jump at me, so it didn't become as scary or you know it didn't become uh, as big of a shock. Right. And eventually got predictable. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We were speaking to this off the air prior to going on tonight. Was that the Rock is in Doom Three? The movie's coming out uh, very soon. They already had the trailer out. Well, Doom the movie. I don't think. Sorry, it's Doom I'm sorry. 3. Doom the movie. Right. <laughs> we have, we have, to have two Doom more 3. Doom movies. It is Doom Three. It's all about it's it's about Doom Three. You're on Mars. Right. They've taken the. I mean, they're not that Doom really had a strong plot to begin with, <laughs> but no. they destroyed whatever there was. So now it's it's on Doom Three with no. I've, I've seen the trailer, but I don't know the plot of it. Is is it just that there's a scientific facility? It, there is a scientific trying facility trying to punch a dimensional gate, and whoops, we went well, into hell. No. Is that... Well, that, what in the in the game, uh-huh. what happens is they accidentally open up a portal to hell, and right. all the minions from hell start coming out. That's what you got to fight. Right. In the movie, what happens is they're screwing around with the human genome, and they create subhuman monsters and zombies and whatever the hell else it is. Okay. And if you look at the trailer, uh-huh. the entire thing is shot, in, like you said, in the first-person yeah. uh, shooter viewpoint. Right. It looks like the game. Huh, okay. Now, I understand. The biggest complaint people have had is, well, the movie is never enough like the game. And I agree. Video game movies, by and large, suck. And they suck big time because Hollywood doesn't understand the video game. Interestingly enough, Steven Spielberg has recently bought the rights to Fatal Frame and is going to be a Fatal Frame movie. Then I will take. You know what? Spielberg will get a blank check for me. I will hope to God. Well, we'll see what happens because I don't really. I mean, I guess you could make a movie out of that, but it would get kind of repetitive after a while. But uh, anyway, go ahead. You were talking about. So to me, I mean, it looks. It literally looks exactly like the game, where you're walking around. All I see the gun. All I see is the monster jump out, which looks exactly like it does in the game. I mean, graphically, it looks just like it. It looks like you're playing a game, huh. not watching a movie. And then you shoot him. You hear the, the rocks saying, "Like, look out! He's coming to her at three o'clock." A first-person shooter is not a is not a game that you want to make a movie based on and then be able to just like the game. Now, do you think I've now, already got that movie? Now I've you're, you're basing that only on the trailer. Do you think the entire movie is going to be in first person? I hope the Christ it isn't. Okay, because it is. It's going to be like you know what? I've already got the movie. I paid fifty bucks for it. It's sitting on my computer now. Uh-huh. I've already played it to the end. I know how it ends. And it's not even the same story. It's like this is like zombies versus opening up the gates of hell. Right. I don't right. know why there's a difference. In fact, I don't think there's ever been a video game that's turned into a movie that was decent. There really hasn't been, if you think about it. Well, it depends on what you, you know, I don't know. You'd have to think of all of them. I mean, look at look at the debacle that was Resident Evil. Uh, they yeah. tried correcting that with the last movie, but by that, I mean, the it franchise was already good. damaged as far as movies I didn't go. like Alone in the Dark. I didn't like that, the Christian Slater movie. Um, Final Fantasy, eh. It had nothing to do with that. That had nothing. Well, of course, what you know, all of them are different, though, so you can't really. Uh, yeah, of course, but it it still. Uh-huh. You have certain things that are expected in a Final Fantasy series. Actually, the, the movie had none of them. The best game movie I've ever seen is actually um, not a video game, but a board game. That would be Clue. That was a great movie. Clue, I love. That was a freaking great movie. See, there you go. But that's a board game. It's not yeah, a video game. That was a board game. game. That's not a little word. I can't really. Yeah, I mean, there haven't game. been that. I mean, maybe a Tomb Raider. If you're gonna have to find one. Yeah, you know you're right. That Yeah, you're right. That would probably be yeah. the better of the bunch. Yeah. Mario Brothers sucked. Street Fighter laughed. Mortal Kombat a joke. Yeah. Wing Commander. Uh Come on. Uh we we went to see Wing Commander. That, that was, was horrible. That was horrible. It had nothing to do with Wing Commander. So No. It's better when the game when the movies are based on the game. I mean, the yeah, Mario Brothers exactly when the movies become games, you know, then it's not that bad. Uh, getting close to the end of the show here. A couple of things I want to talk about the World of Warcraft. Folks, 
I have canceled my account for the World of Warcraft. Holy crap. Um, taking some time off, mainly because, you know, class has started and Mario Brothers the movie. That was such a horrible movie. Uh, and uh, I'm taking some time off from World of Warcraft, mainly because I've got, you know, classes going on. Work's been tough. We're trying to hire some new people, which means more work for me. Uh, so I'm taking a couple weeks off from that. There is that going on. Uh, did the Molten Court the other night, which was kind of interesting. Uh, finally down Lucifron. Uh, a bunch of us went in, a bunch of guards went in with uh, the 62nd Assassins in the Sanctuary. We downed Lucifron, which was cool. I haven't done the Molten Core yet. That was the first time for me. We went and tried uh, fighting Magnamar. That kind of flopped. Probably helps if I do that. There we go. Okay. So, I mean, it was very interesting to try and do it with three different guilds. Usually you have to do it with one. And it ta it's a 40-man raid instance. So you have to have 40 men to clear out the different monsters, the different bosses. Uh -huh. All right. So, and it's not very easy, especially when it's, you know, three different groups working together. So things kind of bogged down. We kept off to the side because we weren't running the show. We were invited to, to tag along. So, and there was only 10 of us out of the 40. Uh -huh. So... There was a couple better ways to do to tackle some of the monsters that were in there, but we got to Magnamar, which is this giant ass huge dog, which takes up like that much of the screen. Okay. And it kills everything. Uh huh. So we we bounced on that. We wiped a couple times and we called it quits for the night. And that was on Saturday. To me, it was just interesting. It was an experience I haven't had before. It's the end game content. It's like once you've reached a part, you know, gotten your character to a certain part of the game, uh -huh. you got the best gear, you've got your class sets, you've got all your spells, you've got everything you need. Then you venture into the Molten Core okay. to try, like, the uber bosses that, you know, takes all this teamwork and a strategy with 40 men working in conjunction. We had everybody on Ventrilo, so everybody, you know, was talking, you know, all 40 people, uh -huh. just shouting out different things. I was one of four people that died. Which sucked, but we took down <laughs> Lucifron. Congratulations to Renu of, of the guard. He got his uh, Felhart gloves, which are part of his... He's a warlock, so we got part of his uh, armor set for his specific class. Well, that means nothing to me. It means nothing to you, but <laughs> it was a big deal to us because it, it's... I think it's a 1 in 10,000 chance of dropping. Wow. Hey, so, per class, so that was kind of cool for him. Yeah. Uh, a couple epics dropped, so there was that. All right, folks, I understand it's... we're. We're about the normal time for the show. I understand it was very light on the World of Warcraft talk, but you know what? That's to be expected because, like I said, this was the Otakon wrap-up. Have a couple technical issues. i got to figure out what is wrong with the computer. I know we got a late start because of the server. Uh, it's just what happens when you're on an off night, folks. We don't normally do it on a Monday. God willing, it won't be that issue uh, next week. Now, this coming Sunday, yeah. what time is the game? Is it 8.05? Uh, September 11th? Yeah. Yes, it's an 8.05 game. All right, there will be no cast on Sunday night of this coming week, folks, of next week, because 
Uh, Adam and I will be in attendance of the Cleveland Indians game on national television uh, against the uh, Minnesota, Minnesota Twins. Twins. Since we are in playoff contention, we will be there. However, it is a distinct possibility that we will start doing this show on Saturday nights back to my old time slot at like 9.30. The reason why is for a variety of different issues. Mainly so I don't have to keep muting the mic or don't keep pulling it out of the uh, computer or having to fix you know the microphone only coming out through the left channel, that type of thing. There's a lot less going on, a lot more people online on a Saturday evening or night around 9.30. That is a possibility. Please check the website for details at com. Real quick, Adam, before we go, plug your convention. Yes, uh, January 6th through the 8th, O-H-A-Y-O-C-O-N dot com, anime convention. I guarantee you, you're not doing anything in early January. True you've enough. Got, you've got all that uh, all that Christmas money that you got from your aunt and uncle who died or whatever. So How'd spend it at Ohio Con. Christmas from dead trust yeah. fund. You know, it it, it works that way. Okay. Relatives. You've got all that money. Spend it at Ohio Con. You'll have all. There'll be video games there. There'll be things you can buy. People to meet. It'll be a lot of good fun. Come on out. I'll probably so be doing it all every single time that I'm on the air. There you go. January. OhioCon, be there. Also, yes. folks, I want to hear back from you. I want to hear what you think at com about an anime-only show, probably hosted by uh, Mr. Beaton over here, Highlander. So that is a distinct possibility. I want to hear back from you because I know anime fans are game fans and vice versa. That way we can clear all this anime crap talk out of the way of the gaming talk. But we're back to our normal schedule, hopefully next week, of nothing but games, games, and the World of Warcraft and more. Although I am quitting my accounts, that's okay. I have 80 other guild members who have not. So I will be gravy training them for all their information, screenshots, and movies. There Anyways, folks, bad manners are better than no manners at all. So long, everybody. Bye.